0: You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Today's program is all about making the magic of the movies available to more people. Mark Cameron is the founder and CEO of the Little Venice Film Festival, an event established here in London to enhance inclusivity and accessibility in the movie industry. The festival programme includes indie features, documentaries and dramatic shorts, plus classic movies with a local flavour, meaning it's not being impacted by the ongoing strikes in Hollywood due to its independent nature. The inaugural edition of the event kicks off this weekend across venues in West London with the Oscar-winning star of CODA, Troy Kotsur, opening the festival and attending the UK debut of his documentary, To My Father. Let's hear more from Mark now about how the journey began.
1: My name is Mark Cameron. I'm the CEO and founder of the Little Venice Film Festival. The primary focus for the festival is to enhance inclusivity and accessibility in cinema. So to that end, we're going to bring in screenings for neurodivergent people, people with disabilities, and add subtitles and captions across all screenings for people with hearing difficulties, and also implement audio description wherever we can. I would describe myself as a social entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur, so I previously ran a magazine called Seven, which I ran between 2005 and 2010. It was an award-winning magazine that interviewed the likes of Christian Bell and George Clooney and Keanu Reeves, but also uh, addressed political issues that were sued by the mainstream media at the time. And then I ran the Fashion Futures 2210 fashion project. And that was largely supporting emerging fashion designers in the industry. We did things like selling them online through an e-commerce fashion store. And we also put on a pop-up store during London Fashion Week in 2016. And then a massive London Fashion Week catwalk show, which uh, was in support of the Prince's Trust up was 2019. We had four emerging designers. They all had a free catwalk show three back-to-back shows in Devonshire Square and we also had young people from the Prince's Trust come and support us, so there's been social elements to my work all the way through. Film is my biggest passion of all. My second degree was film, media and photography. I was obsessed and lost and I got first for it. I was lost in it, I was lost in Greg Araki films and lost in independent films and all that. So this is my passion. This is what I did on my Saturday and Sunday afternoons going to watch independent films. I was watching all these wonderful films that were working outside the boundaries of traditional filmmaking. I hark back to Greg Araki. His movies were really inspiring for me. And actually, the way we are starting to transform in society is quite reflective of the fluid nature of the people in his films, which I really, he really is a visionary. And so, you actually find that the industry is still, in terms of people behind the camera and influential producers and all that, still very old school, male dominated, heteronormative. We need to change. We really need to change that. We need to have more directors like Charlotte Wells, who did After Sun, coming through and, you know, really should have been Oscar nominated last year. And she was supported by Barry Jenkins, uh, and the the successful producer. And he does a lot, supports a lot of films and independent voices. And I think it's a really crucial and important thing to see this inclusivity and accessibility that we saw in these amazing films, these wonderful visions that I've seen along the way actually now represented in the industry as a whole and that we're seeing that and that's that's really what we're trying to do at a little Venice Film Festival to see that everybody is included from behind the camera to the audiences when we're in a financial position to employ people long term that's what we want to see in the makeup of our staff and team Lockdown was an opportunity for families to come together as one There was no barrier to anybody watching a film with their family so deaf blind neurodivergent disabled people could come together in the living room of their home with their family throughout lockdown and watch a film and it was togetherness that happened you know lockdown comes to an end and suddenly we're back to reality and there's the struggles and the challenges for those families and those individuals to have that amazing experience that they had in lockdown so i'd love to just even if it's just a small way, replicate that through the film festival by doing specialized screenings for neurodivergent people, screenings for people who are disabled, and having that, you know, what's the big deal about having subtitles and captions compulsory across all your films as we're doing? When in my house, where we're so lucky to have, you know, good hearing, we still have to put on subtitles and captions because we can't hear the audio properly on a 72-inch widescreen TV, it doesn't impact my viewing or anybody else's, so why are we not doing this? 12 million people in the UK have some form of hearing difficulty. So we need to engage people more. I have tried in the past to do this. I've run a lot of live events. We did an event called How to Fund Your Digital Startup. I initially did it at the Apple Store Regent Street Theatre, and something I really admired that they were doing there was they had sign language. So I'd go into this theatre, I think it had about 140 capacity, and I'd have, you know, deaf people, either side of me watching this, you know, people like Chris Hemsworth, big movie stars, coming in and talking about their movie. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So when we did a live event there, I wanted to take it over to Google Campus. This was around 2013, and they'd only been open, I think, a year. But they didn't have that facility, so I hired a sign language person, in fact, the girl who did it at the Apple Store, to come over with us and do it. And that night, we did this pitching thing, and we had these entrepreneurs, and we had them and these young people in the audience, you know, suddenly, who would like to pitch? And the young deaf man puts his hand up he pitches and he pitched using sign language and there was me with a microphone literally nearly in tears because the silence the literal silence in a room it was just such a wonderful shared experience for everyone and afterwards I spoke to him for the girl who was doing the sign language and I said to you know what would you have done if we hadn't done you know seven deaf entrepreneurs turned up that night and I said what would you have done if we hadn't put on the sign language said, well, nothing because they're, they're not engaged because there's no provision for it And that's a very hard thing to replicate. I'm not going to say how much it costs to provide sign language, but in the film industry, it's no big deal to put on subtitles and captions. You can do it. We have it on our TVs. We have audio description on our TVs. We can do it as an industry, and we can certainly do it in the film festival industry. So this is my final project, social project, and that's my goal. And hopefully in five to ten years, we're seeing this across all film festivals. One of the great things, I just finished on this is, you always get ripped off when you're an entrepreneur, and especially if you're not a big name and you're not making millions of stuff. So my hope is that this project, Little Venice Film Festival, does get ripped off, that everyone thinks, that's a great idea, we're gonna join the inclusivity and accessibility, people doing that, the bandwagon, we're gonna hop on that, we're gonna do that, so that really in five to 10 years' time, Little Venice Film Festival is just an independent film festival That's open to everyone, but it's no big deal because everyone's doing what we're doing. That's the game plan.
0: That was Mark Cameron, the founder of the Little Venice Film Festival. To find out more about the event, head to littlevenisfilmfestival.org. And that's all for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. Do look out in the meantime for The Entrepreneurs, publishing Wednesdays. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Jewers. To contact the team here at Monocle, email laura on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka.